Welcome to People Who Perform, the Real Estate Careers Podcast. Each episode will bring you conversations from business leaders and up and coming stars in the commercial real estate industry in Canada. Our guests will share their unique career journeys, passions, and advice on what it takes to be successful in this industry. This podcast is brought to you by Highview Partners, connecting people who perform in Canadian real estate. I'm your host, Nicola Denning-Miller, and today I have the pleasure of connecting you with Marlene Farias. Marlene joined TrioVest in 2002. She has over 25 years of senior building operations and property management experience and is responsible for overseeing the day-to-day operations of approximately 10 million square feet of industrial and commercial real estate in the Greater Toronto Area. Marlene is a customer-centric, results-driven and passionate real estate industry leader who has a successful track record of building and leading strong teams and maximising the value of real estate investments. So to give our listeners a bit of a taster of what's in store today, Marlene's going to take us through her unique journey from humble beginnings in Ecuador, her family's emigration to Canada, the ways in which she has successfully navigated her leadership path to SVP, and the lasting impact that she is trying to create, not just for her team, but for the community and her family as well. So let me begin then, Marlene, by asking you, how did you get your start inside of our industry? Well, um, it was uh, by pure coincidence, really. My passion was really in the architectural side. I um, joined Ryerson at one point to follow uh, my dream of architecture. But um, life sometimes has uh, different challenges upon us. And so I had to derail and I uh, walked down to George Brown, had met a, a career counselor, and he just said, how about property management? And of course, I had no idea what that meant. Uh, it sounded interesting. I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll do this. Uh, I needed something that kind of got me into the working force in two years. That was kind of my uh, my uh, timeline. Uh, so um, I joined uh, the team and that's how um, I got started into this career. You know, I think, though, that it's absolutely okay to not have everything figured out at the beginning of your career. And like you've said, you know, you started embarking on a a career in architecture. And I think that if you have a flexible mindset, it really just opens up possibilities that you might not have explored. And I know that you know, when when we're dealing with employers, they're looking for candidates who are adaptable and open to change. So I think that there's lots of benefits to not being too fixed on any particular outcome. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, life takes you in different directions. And we never know, right? We just have to be adaptable, nimble and um, just enjoy what you do. I agree. So I'm going to break the next question into two parts, because I do want to know what you enjoy most about your job. But before that, would you mind just sharing exactly what it is you do as the SVP at TrioVest and what your responsibilities are? You know, there's um, a, a different um, array of uh, of responsibilities as an SVP uh, in central region. Uh, um, I would say that there's three key um, areas that I focus on. One is really employee development, mentoring the next generations, uh, really uh, working with the teams on getting their career path going. So that's really uh, one of the big key items for me is really employee uh, development. The other one is operational excellence, uh, and it's really the continuous improvement 
movement is, is the focus on, on our clients, uh, our employees, our tenants, our service providers. Um, and I think the, the big piece for me right now in, in the last few years has been developing uh, an operational platform, uh, internal platform for TrioVest. And it's really about implementing and developing best practices and really looking at our strategic vision and really uh, aligning our platforms with our, with our strategy uh, from a company perspective. Areas that I've worked on is smart building uh, analytics vision. I've worked recently on a resiliency plan implementation, uh, telecommunication programs, etc. And, and most recently, we've done the COVID uh, reintegration, uh, tenant reintegration playbook. Uh, so a lot of those platforms and best practices fall under my uh, direct responsibility. And I know from conversations that we've had in the past, the people side is, is certainly a, a, a huge impact for you, isn't it? Yes, it is. Absolutely. That's a big, um, big key to us, right? I mean, it, it, you know, it certainly sounds as though you, you've influenced a lot of people in your career. Who's influenced you? You know, a lot of people have influenced me through uh, my 25 uh, plus years in the career, but um, two people come to mind. One is Randall Fabilius. Uh, Randall is uh, an owner of a property management company, uh, Equity ICI. Um, really, he saw my my passion, he saw my drive, he saw my work ethic, and really gave me the opportunity to move from a class C uh, portfolio to a class A portfolio on Young Street. And really through his uh, leadership and really his faith in me, if you have, that really shaped uh, who I am today from, from a you know, property management administration perspective. Uh, and then there's John Arruda. John Arruda is the senior director of operations right now at uh, Scotia Plaza. And uh, he was my um, building manager at that time. You know, he led me through the penthouse house uh, taught me what a boiler, a chiller, air handling unit is. Uh, so really the operations component of my knowledge really was shaped by, by John. So those two individuals, I think, really kind of shaped who I am and gave me the path in property management. You know, it's always amazed me throughout my career of recruiting for property management personnel, just how diverse a skill set you actually have to have, because it's not just the financial side and the administration and the budgeting, it's tenant relationships, it's knowing your way around a building. I mean, it's like you literally have to be a, a jack of all trades. And I think for some, some skills come more naturally than others. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, we're not really specialists in any one area. We have to really be generalists uh, in many areas from, you know, the physical building in the engineering perspective to administration, to tenant relations, to financing, uh, etc. So we, we're, you know, a specialist in every uh, aspect, but we don't really focus in one area. It's really a multitude of, of disciplines that we need to be uh, abreast uh, in order to manage effectively. Did the operational side come quite easy to you? I wouldn't say quite easy, but it was uh, an area that I really needed to um, develop. You know, the struggle at, at the time when I started was it was really uh, the the property management field was very uh, male dominant for me to really be respected and and heard uh, I really needed to understand the operations side of things uh, so that I can uh, get into a meeting and and be uh, knowledgeable on what I was uh, speaking about so it, I wouldn't say it came easy but certainly uh, it's an area that I really was passionate about and I really put you know all my my effort into really understanding the physical building. 
building. Well, your family must have been very impressed when you started talking about HVAC and air handling units and chillers and boilers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. My, you know, my daughter's in the science world, and um, she um, that's a bit of an analogy uh, between my world and her world. Her world is, you know, the heart, the liver, all the organs, uh, and whereas in the building you do have the organs, you have your chiller, your pumps, your motors that really makes the building run. So it's it's almost a, a bit of a comparison from you know public management and the science world. So very much so. So let's now talk about some of the highlights in your career. What would you say so far has been your proudest moment? For me, it would be reaching an SVP uh, role really for for uh, not only being a, a female, but being a female of an immigrant to Canada and a visible minority. Um, I think it's a huge achievement, and not only for me, but it's for the generations that come behind me, for the uh, young ladies out there that are striving to get to a bigger uh, position. You know, there's only a few of us in the industry that have reached uh, an SVP or higher level. Uh, I mean, the only EVP that I know uh, in property management is Cheryl Gray. She was with Bentel Kennedy for many years. I think that is the, really the highlight is really kind of getting to a bigger uh, role, being the, the role model if you have for the next generations to come. No, it's amazing, really, because, yeah, like you say, 25 years ago, you wouldn't have had the role models that young women have today. So you really had to sort of carve your own path and really push yourself forward. People must have been very happy and and rejoiced when you became SVP. It was a very welcome change at the time, I'm sure. It certainly was. Um, our team here at Trio Vest is, um, there's quite a bit of ladies. Our, our team are, are more uh, female on the property management side. And so for the, for the younger PMs, um, uh, property managers and GMs, uh, it's, it's great that they see that there is that openness and that inclusion within the company's uh, policies. And they value the women's career and perspective. And they see that as, as, as a reachable outcome uh, to become an SVP down the road. Because of the work that I do, you know, I can confidently say that workplace diversity is hugely important when candidates are looking to make their next career move. I mean, I've had job seekers get really excited about a job in an organisation and read their values of diversity and inclusion, only then to be put off by looking at the, the team page or the About Us page. And they look at the senior leadership team and the photos depict quite a different reality. And so the excitement can sort of wear off. And I think Trio Vest does that very, very well, because like you say, many different groups and people are represented at all levels of the organization. Absolutely. I think um, uh, Trio Vest has been very progressive in that front and they're very supportive. They really look at people for knowledge uh, rather than who they are from a you know gender perspective. Mm. I mean, it sounds like an obvious question, but why do you feel that diversity and inclusion is so important at all levels of a of a firm? I think it's really being respected. Uh, and being appreciated as an individual, uh, as a team member. Um, I think that diversity and inclusion, it really molds the values of, of a company and really paves for future re- generations. Is the acceptance, it's being included, you know, as a, as a, as a member of, of your team, as a member of a company, that is uh, extremely important. It really uh, provides for a much fair society. 
Mm. You know, I, I read a study a few weeks ago by the McKinsey Global Institute, and they surveyed 366 public companies from various Western countries. And what they found was that gender diverse companies are 15% more likely to perform better. Um, ethnically diverse companies are more likely to perform by 35% better. And there were lots of other benefits too, like, like you've said, like fostering more creativity and innovation. You know, teams were able to problem solve faster, which improves the customer experience as well, you know, better employee engagement, reduced employee turnover. So I think, yeah, I mean, workplace diversity certainly boosts a company's reputation and brand as well. So what is there not to love, really? (laughs) Are you looking for a trusted recruiting partner to connect you with people who perform in real estate? At Highview, we partner with some of Canada's leading real estate companies, from national landlords, REITs, and service providers, to local developers, third parties, and private family businesses. Contact Highview Partners today to discover how we can connect you to people who perform. So I'd like us now to talk about what fuels your passions and some of the ways that you bring value and meaning and joy into your life. So let me start by asking you, Marlene, what puts the fire in your belly and gets you out of bed every single day? Uh, I think there's two areas, you know, from a work perspective is my team and uh, my family. You know, from a team perspective, I have a great team at Tree of S. There's uh, a number of us that have been core to Tree of S for many, many years. Uh, we have very uh, little turn- turnover at, um, you know, it's moving the needle. Uh, it's continuing to be the best in class uh, for our clients or Tree of S, really implementing processes, procedures, the, the collaboration of relationship. Uh, I think that is key to me and that uh, keeps me going. Uh, and then from a family front, it's really allowing my kids and my family to dream. And, uh, you know, we come from very humble beginnings and it's really giving my family the opportunity to to have a better life, to uh, to really unfold their dreams and, and reach for the stars. I mean, in terms of valuable lessons, what do you feel your children have learned from watching you move forward in, in your career? I think the, the value of hard work um, although they all think I'm a workaholic, they see the work ethic uh, in me. You know, again, knowing that they can reach for the star, it really unfolded the creative individualism, right? Uh, and the compassion, I think, you know, we're very given in our family. We help uh, family members that are less fortunate than us. I think we've done, uh, you know, fairly well for Im- an immigrant family in, in Canada. And we try to give back. We try to give back to our family, to our community. Um, and I think they've learned that the compassion side of, uh, of the family. Now, in terms of being a great leader, what sort of characteristics do you feel are of most importance? A number of, of ingredients, really, from my perspective of what a, a, a you know, a great leader is, um, you know, empathy, um, being supportive, being flexible, passionate of what you do. 
mostly understanding, having the support for your team members. You know, they we all have young families. We have challenges in our lives and being flexible with allowing them to um, have the flexibility to deal with their personal life and, and giving them that openness and that space that they need to kind of deal with their day-to-day uh, issues. I think that is, you know, one of the great traits. Um, but also uh, someone that can lead by example, I think, you know, I'm, I'm good at rolling up my sleeves and really taking on challenges. And, you know, if I have to be down in the weeds, I'm down in the weeds uh, with, with the team members and having no ego, right? Uh, having that, that human mind and really not having a, a big ego. I think those are, are good traits of a great leader. I love how you've touched on the subject of ego because it makes sense that ego could really get in the way of building a successful career. And it certainly sounds to me like you've learned to lead with less ego. And that's probably how you've earned high levels of trust with your staff. Because I think if you can recognize the merits of others and appreciate the value of team, that already puts you in great strides uh, ahead of your contemporaries. And as they say, that there's no iron team. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, what is it that you enjoy most about this industry and the people in it? There's a number of, um, of things that I really like about the industry, but I think um, lately I would say uh, with my participation in the uh, BOMA Canada COVID-19 committee, I have really um, come to understand why I really like this industry. It, the collaboration that I've seen with the various landlords out there, the whole community coming together, putting our thinking hats as to how we deal with the COVID-19, not only from seeing uh, some cases uh, unfold at our building levels, but also the reintegration uh, playbook that uh, uh, BOMA Canada has put out. It was a real collaboration and everybody really comes together. There is no competition uh, right now. There is no, we're holding back uh, information because someone wants to have the upper hand. That hasn't happened. It's been so fluid and open that it's really, you know, giving me comfort to know that we're in a great industry and it, it that collaboration and teamwork has been really excelling in the uh, committee that we, uh, we formed. Absolutely. So we were talking a little while ago about equality and diversity in the workplace. And I know that you have positively impacted your team. Can you just sort of share a little bit more about what you feel your contribution has been? So for me, it would be breaking barriers. It's uh, breaking barriers in an industry that, again, was more male dominant for many years and really paving the way for not only uh, visible minorities and and women, but for all real estate uh, professionals out there. It's really uh, having created an inclusive culture. Uh, society advocating for opportunity for equality. I think that's uh, the contribution that I would like to leave behind and that I continue to push uh, forward uh, so that we can continue to excel in this industry. I'd love for us now to take some time just to get to know you a little bit better, Marlene, so that we've got a better sense of who you are on a slightly more personal level. So as a child, who would you say shaped the foundation on which you've continued to build your life? You know, my foundation was really my my grandmother. My grandmother was a widow at 25 with eight children. Grandpa died uh, very young. 
uh, and she uh, was so resilient. You know, she persevered through a lot of uh, challenges with a kid at a very young age. And so I think I, I lived with her for, uh, for many years before I uh, arrived in Canada. So um, she shaped who I am. I think the values and the work ethic and uh, perseverance that I have, it's, it's from her. I just, I'm still thinking about the fact that she had eight children by the time she was 25. I had two when I was 37, and I feel a bit of an underachiever now. Yeah, well, <laughs> Catholic uh, family, right? They, they, a good Catholic, Catholic family. <laughs> they didn't believe in birth control. So if my grandpa didn't die, maybe she would have had 12, right? That's incredible. She sounds like a, a very strong lady. So kn- knowing what you know now, what piece of advice would you give to your younger self? What I would uh, say to my younger self is don't stress out. Don't you know think that everything needs to be figured out when you're young. Uh, we tend to have our goals and objectives kind of lined out when you're, when you're young. Uh, and sometimes life takes you in a different direction. And so uh, not stressing out and just enjoying the moment, uh, staying true to yourself, uh, loving yourself and, and being kind to each other, to one another. Uh, it's, I think, critical. You know, as, as young, uh, you do stress out a lot. And obviously, uh, I think that's the biggest uh, challenge for me when I was younger. You know, it's interesting, actually, you're just reminding me of when I was a little girl and there was a a young girl in our class who was never particularly nice to anybody. And I and I remember questioning my mum as to why I had to be nice to her when she was so ghastly to everybody else. And and I always remember my mum said that you, you have to be kind to others, not because they're nice, but because you're nice. And, and that, that really resonated with me. And it's true. Not everyone is nice, but it's all about, you know, being true and authentic to the kind of person that you want to exactly. be. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a favorite quote or a saying that you live by? I do. And I say it to my kids very often, and I don't think they quite enjoy it anymore. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a quote from Edward Hale. He's an 18th century um writer from the U.S. And the quote is, uh, look up and not down. Uh, look out and not in. Look forward and not back. You know, I live by those words. And I think they're they're critical to really uh, living the life that you want to live, right? Don't never look back. Just look forward, right? Always look uh, up or not down, right? And always, help, you know, lend a helping hand. It's always critical that you reach out to your family, to your community. Always be compassionate, right? That's really powerful. So when you look back on your career one day, what would you like to be remembered for? For me, it would be um, people should remember me for who I am, perhaps, uh, rather than the professional that I am or how I shaped their career. It's it's really, you know, being kind, be, being a good friend, being um, understanding, uh, you know, lending an ear when they need one. That's what I would like to be remembered for. There's something really powerful, isn't there, about people remembering how you made them feel as opposed to anything that you did in particular or that you said. It's walking away just with a general feeling of positivity surrounding that person as a human being. Exactly. Right. It's not about, you know, whether I help them do a budget, just, you know, that's irrelevant. Right. It's really that human aspect that I would like to be remembered for. Absolutely. 
So we're going to end the questioning here with some takeaways for our listeners. So what pieces of advice would you give to somebody starting out in the real estate industry? Again, I go back to what I said, um, advice for my young self, um, you know, be uh, patient, uh, don't stress out, uh, do network. Though. Uh, there's a lot of people out there uh, that are willing to help you maneuver through the uh, industry, through this career path. Uh, reach out to people, um, uh, attend uh, webinars, conventions, etc., uh, to really kind of help you uh, find your path in the, uh, in the industry. Wonderful. And, and for someone who's looking to raise their game inside the industry, what would be your advice to them? Again, there's um, mentorship programs that uh, I can think of. of BOMA. BOMA has a great uh, young professionals leadership program that they put out. Uh, a lot of networking as well. Upgrade your skills. Uh, you can never have enough education within this industry. Be nimble. Be willing to uh, to go the extra mile. You know, stay stay relevant. Stay relevant with what's happening in the industry. I've really enjoyed our conversation today, Marlene. You're clearly a very dedicated and transformational leader, and I'm positive that your insights and advice are going to continue to help others, particularly female minorities, to really believe in themselves and reach their highest potential. So thank you again so much for carving out the time to speak with us today. Thank you for listening to People Who Perform, the Real Estate Careers podcast brought to you by Highview Partners a talent search and recruitment firm focused exclusively on Canadian real estate. If your real estate team is looking to find the best next hire, or if you're ready to make the best next move in your career, then reach out to Highview Partners today. Follow us on LinkedIn and visit us at highviewpartners.ca.